If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Responsibility and Expression of the Soul, Part 1. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust, and the Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The Sense of Responsibility is one of the first indications that the soul of the individual is awakened. Do you think there is a growing sense of responsibility today, and what might be some of the signs of it? I think that's a question that would probably be answered um, in polar opposite ways by different people. On the one hand, I think... um, Some would say the sense of responsibility is not quite so strong today because people are so um, self-focused in their their orientation, their aspirations for life, uh, especially in a culture like ours where there's such a uh, a strong emphasis on the individual, the individual's self-fulfillment and so on. But another way of thinking about that question might bring up a yes, there is more responsibility when you look at the growth of volunteer work, um, more emphasis on being a good parent, uh, community service, and so on. What do you think? Well, yes, and uh, the uh, ex- expanse of uh, philanthropy oh, is a also a, uh, you know, a good indication because there's a sense there of uh, spreading one's money around uh, to to where it is needed most, and uh, contributing in um, that way, and I think that's a, a good sense of responsibility. Also, um, the concern nowadays for the environment is uh, waking up a lot of people, and they're 
responding to uh, to the real needs of our environment to keep the, the environment clean and uh, so I think people are are responding in a sense responsibility is just that it's the ability to respond to uh, <coughs> a need or uh, some outside um, influence or actually an influence that comes from the soul is also the ability to respond. There's another um, situation going on in in this country at the present time, and that's the democratic process. We're engaged, uh, immersed, we might say, overwhelmed by the uh, primary uh, elections that have been going on for what seems like most of my lifetime, but I guess it's only a few months. More than a year, really, since the campaigning started. And um, it's interesting to see that more and more people are paying attention, trying to follow the issues, uh, turning out to vote in the primary elections in unusually high numbers. People might not think of responsibility in the spiritual sense as related to the democratic process, but in fact, when you think about it, democracy requires a great deal of responsibility if it's going to work. If people don't pay attention, don't follow the issues, don't use their best judgment to choose the candidate that would be uh, the wisest um, leader, we end up with a system of government that doesn't work well. And even though we've had experience uh, with failed governments over and over again, so many people still want to be... um, allowed uh, a dispensation from participating in the process. This year, it seems, people are paying more attention. And I think that's a sign that people are realizing that to be a citizen in a democratic nation means you have not only rights, but responsibilities. Absolutely. And uh, it's uh, that sense of responsibility that, uh, well, we perhaps need a change of government. We're going to get a change of government. And um, so more and more people are beginning to wake up and um, take part in the, become part of the solution and not just part of the problem. And that that's very important as far as awakening this uh, soul uh, capacity for uh, responsibility because it <coughs> it forces oneself to look outside and beyond your own little severe your own little world, your own little concern for yourself and your your family and uh, your own particular needs, and to see yourself as being part of a, a larger country and that uh, you're part of a larger whole. Mm-hmm. And that is a very uh, expansive uh, quality that uh, just really aids one's own consciousness. And yet so often the democratic process is thought of as um, each person weighing in with their preference, their vote, and then all the votes are tallied up and somehow a winner is uh, selected. That's probably the poorest example of democracy in a spiritual sense. The larger driving value ought to be concerned with what's best for the whole, what candidate, what measures, what laws would uh, best serve the greatest good of the largest number. If we thought in those terms more, 
in making um, democratic decisions, then we would be acting as the soul and with a sense of responsibility. Because like you say, it is the awareness of a larger whole in which one exists. It's a sense of the group. Responsibility is really based on group obligation. Right, because it, as we says, as it says in the opening statement, the uh, sense of responsibility is indication of the awakening of the soul, and that soul is, by its own nature, group conscious. <coughs> so um, it kind of brings that type of consciousness with it. It forces us to uh, uh, adhere to this influence of this greater sense of consciousness. And uh, so it is working in sync with the soul itself. There are very interesting spiritual issues connected with responsibility. One of them has to do with the difference between individual responsibility, group responsibility, collective responsibility. An example might be the continuing dialogue in uh, regard to Germany and the Holocaust and how much responsibility is borne by the nation as a whole and by generations of people that weren't even alive at the time that uh, the Holocaust occurred. There's an interesting example in this country over race relations and the recent uh, speech by Barack Obama, which has generated a, a lot of discussion. I think it's very productive because it's um, the question is who is responsible and how do we work out the problem responsibility doesn't mean the assigning of blame necessarily but it does mean saying what can I do to make it better what what part can I play in a healing of the problem I'm a citizen I'm a part of a larger group what can I do to contribute to um, better relationships, more harmony? That's part of responsibility. Right, and this sense of responsibility begins in the family unit uh, because um, that's where really, uh, you know, one's responsible for one's children, for one's uh, family, and for the um, upbringing of the children and the uh, responsibility to fitting in with the uh, community. And so this is where the the sense of responsibility is cultivated, let's say. And uh, it's where the children are learned the sense of responsibility by um, from their parents. It gets passed on from the parents to the children. <coughs> and that's where, um, uh, at least it should be in ideal cases. Okay. Do children still have chores and duties at home? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good way to uh, get them to uh, understand this whole thing about responsibility because they, uh, as they grow older, they will begin to realize they are a part of a larger group. They have their own little classmates and groups of classmates, but they're part of a larger school uh, group, uh, part of a community group. And so uh, it, it does come with a sense of responsibility. And the sooner you can introduce this into a family unit, why the better off these children are in their growing up. I wonder how many people would have the experience. I can remember I went to a country school where 
the school was so underserviced uh, by the county that uh, we all had duties which included um, ringing the bell from a rope that came down through the roof, uh, bringing in water from the well outside, uh, pouring the water over the little kids' hands so they could wash their hands before lunch, dusting and cleaning the schoolroom. All of that was part of our responsibility as students. And I've seen that in Turkey where the children automatically uh, have duties in the school that they have to perform so that the school can function. I think that's nice. And I think it instills in the students' minds that they owe something to uh, the school for the privilege of getting an education. That's rather a novel idea, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it starts with a sense of conscience also. I mean, before the... Um, before uh, the <clears throat> ideal of uh, service or the ideal of responsibility, I think the the whole inner soul begins to interact with the personality life, and you begin to have that sense of conscience about right and wrong, and that's that's kind of the beginning stage of responsiveness to uh, the, the greater soul impulses. For those people who just tuned in. And you were listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Responsibility, an Expression of the Soul, Part 1. We have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, The Soul, The Quality of Life. The Soul, The Quality of Life is a compilation of extracts from the 24 books of Alice Bailey. The Soul, the higher self or individuality, is the guiding force within every human being. It leads each individual to an understanding of his responsibility in the working out of the divine plan on earth. The soul returns to manifestation life after life for purposes of service to the plan. This is a little blurb, uh, more or less giving you the essence of what you'll find in the book, The Soul, The Quality of Life by Alice Bailey. Now, the special offer comes in the form of free shipping, shipping and handling, so what you need to do if you want to take advantage of this special offer is to send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, you are requesting the book, The Soul, The Quality of Life, and also a little note saying that you heard about the offer on the show, Inner Sight. Once again, check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And that's for the Alice Bailey book under discussion today, which is The Soul, The Quality of Life. Your donations to us are tax-deductible, and we sorely need uh, those donations. You've been very generous in the past, and you've really helped a lot in supporting this show. Uh, we're in dire straits right now, and I'm not sure, so sure the show can continue on a lot longer, but uh, uh, with your help, we certainly will be able to. So you've always pulled through in the past, and hopefully you will continue to do so. The donations are tax-deductible. Our ideal, by the way, is uh, to have a, a large organization perhaps underwrite the show, and this way we can free, be free of the burden of uh, worrying about how to meet uh, the challenge uh, of economics in regard to this show. So we, we appreciate, though, the support you haven't give us, given us in the past, and we just uh, 
Hope that you can continue to support us so that we can meet those radio bills. Uh, the donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And, and if you want to contact us for any reason whatsoever, especially if you're one of those people who's considering having your organization uh, be an underwriter of this show, and we would mention your name every time the show came on, and we have a large audience, so if you want to call us about underwriting the show or or if, for any other reason, perhaps a general package of information about Lucis Trust, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS, LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. All of our Inside programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And do remember, by the way, that we have a uh, show on uh, from midnight uh, to 12.30 a.m. on Sundays. It's um, interesting. Once again, site can be heard at this point from midnight to 12.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Back to our... Sure. It me, uh, in mentioning the program at midnight, that it's a different topic than the one that we broadcast on Sunday morning at 7.30. So you wouldn't be hearing the same subject. Uh, if you want to stay up uh, till 12 o'clock to hear our program and then get up again at 7.30, that's great. And you'll hear two different subjects discussed. <laughs> well, good. A lot of variety there. Well, we get, to back, we get back to our topic, which is responsibility and expression of the soul, part one. Uh, do you think there is a... Um, I, I, I see from what you and Dale are... Uh, are saying that uh, uh, responsibility is almost intertwined with, uh, to me anyway, it comes across like this. It's intertwined with uh, prayer and divinity somehow. I'm, I'm getting this holy, yes. holy sense about <laughs> responsibility. Am I off the be- or am I no. off the path on that one? No, you're right. And unfortunately, one of the um, uh, strange aspects of spiritual life that is assumed is that it's by some is that it's rather self-indulgent that one wants to go off, uh, leave his family, home, uh, responsibilities, and go off and commune with his inner being and develop his spiritual life. Really, nothing could be further from the truth because it's in the fulfilling of responsibilities, whatever they are, and usually for the vast majority of us, they are very mundane responsibilities in our work, our home, our community, they're not some great task one has to do for the Lord. They are small things. But in the fulfilling of those tasks, the soul draws near because the soul is the consciousness of being one with the whole. And in developing a sense of responsibility, you're expanding your awareness that you belong to a larger realm of life, that you don't just belong to yourself. You don't just live for yourself. I think in the Bible, Jesus said, I, 
uh, be faithful in the little things. And I, I've always loved that guideline, be faithful in the little things. You cannot overlook the little things and just save yourself for the really big issues in life, the really big responsibilities. You can't sacrifice your children and your family because you want to do something really great for the Lord. Nothing would be further from right action. Right, yeah. No, also it says in the Bible you must, you know, to be in the real sense, to be a sense of one, a brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And um, you realize that you, that's what you have to be. You have to be your brother's keeper when you're growing up, and that develops that sense of responsibility to to others. And that has an objective down the road because we become our brother's keeper, and that eventually leads to a sense of brotherhood throughout the world. And so it it's that tendency to uh, ability to expand one's sense of responsibility and you you realize that at the soul level we are all brothers and and uh, because at, in fact that is the fact and at, at the soul level we are already brothers there it's just that once that soul undergoes the incarnation into a personality life into a physical body then the sense of separateness enters in, uh, which isn't um, natural to the soul, but uh, we have to rediscover our oneness, and that's where uh, the developing this capacity for responsibility really um, is, is a, a great uh, lesson to learn. But at the same time, there's a fine line between being our brother's keeper or as the Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens, and uh, interfering with the responsibility that another soul must rightfully learn to bear. And this is a very um, fine line that a lot of parents have trouble with. And um, anybody who loves another person deeply wants to step in and spare them from making mistakes and suffering pain, that could be so easily avoided if they would just do what we know is best for them, if they would only listen. But people aren't like that, and uh, the school of hard knocks is how most of us learn. And sometimes loving somebody means standing aside, holding them in the light of one's loving thought, and allowing them to make their own way and learn their own lessons. So you can't usurp another person's responsibility. No, in fact, there is a uh, very famous old quote from the Bhagavad Gita that says, better a man's own dharma than the dharma of another. And the responsibility is uh, not not yours. In other words, pay attention to your own life, your own responsibility, and uh, not that of another person. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, it's interfering at at certain stage, like you said. Yes, um, and a lot of very good people, very caring people who um, want to help and uplift can get involved in areas of another person's life that aren't uh, rightfully their own concern. But it is hard to stand aside and watch people um, go through experiences that they could be spared. So... 
what? You would step in in front of someone who was about to walk in front of an oncoming vehicle, obviously. You would not let them learn that hard lesson that they should pay attention to traffic. But on the other hand, if the learning will be something that they can assimilate and survive, perhaps one has to be able to stand aside. There are those wonderful um, rules for how to aid another in uh, a treatise on white magic by Alice Bailey, which um, have to do with um, not um, entering in or interfering with what another person must experience, but standing by and thinking with them silently, thinking with them, thinking through the issues, gently, subtly sowing seed ideas in their consciousness that they can then work out and develop and apply. That's a little different than direct interference. Right. I think we could take a a lesson perhaps from the animal kingdom because uh, in the animal kingdom, once the uh, baby has grown up and becomes um, uh, able to get by on its own, then it's kind of pushed out of the nest. And by the by, the parents they don't uh, hang on to their <laughs> their children because they just get in the way. Remember that baby bird that was in our yard years yeah. ago. You should tell the story of the baby bird. Well, it was a little baby bird that he was so frantic he tried to get out of his nest. In fact, he did. He fell out of his nest way down to the ground. I went down to pick him up. We felt sorry for him. Put him in a bag. He looked bewildered. And he had to climb this tree. <laughs> Put him back in his nest, and uh, then I climbed down, went back into the house, and then a minute later you look out, and there he is on the ground again. He jumped out. So he was just trying to get out of his nest and get going in the world, and his mother was down there squawking and squawking, and she's, you know... We don't know if she was cheering him on, or... I never knew what happened to that poor little bird, whether he just ever got back to his nest or not. But, I mean, he was on his own there, you know, and he's... But that's what you you learn um, uh, from from the animal kingdom. The, The animals don't hang on to their children that long. They let them go once they're self-sustaining. There's another more uplifting example of responsibility that we can close with, and it's a a group founded by one man in Pakistan who decided in all the violence that was occurring in the society years ago that he would try to help on his level one person at a time. And today his group is um, staffed by many people, and it rushes in when there's been a violent bombing or whatever, and they pick up the victims and carry them to the hospital regardless of uh, what religion they are. This was one man's initiative that started years ago. One person's sense of responsibility to do something about life in a culture that was very violent and difficult. And reading about the story of this man is so touching. His group was the one that rescued Daniel Pearl after he was murdered and found his body and took it to the morgue. And he was Jewish. It didn't matter. They serve everyone. That's an example of the sense of responsibility that in the face of almost overwhelming odds prevails and becomes an increasingly strong influence in the nation. And we have to believe that's a sign of the soul demonstrating in that country. Each one of us could make a similar difference in our community. Please take advantage of the special offer from Luce's Publishing Company. 
And that's the Alice Bailey book, The Soul, The Quality of Life. The Soul, The Quality of Life is a compilation of extracts from the 24 books of Alice Bailey. Just a little uh, uh, blurb on this particular book. The Soul, The Higher Self, or Individuality is the guiding force within every human being. It leads each individual to an understanding of his responsibility in the working out of the divine plan on earth. The soul returns to manifestation life after life for purposes of services, service to the plan. If you'd like to take advantage of the special offer, please, uh, please ask for a request. The soul, the quality of life, it's available for $16 now. You need to send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.